Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1235 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan S. Scott with you. Hope you're having a, an excellent Monday. Hope you had a terrific uh, weekend. Weather here was awesome. And uh, pulled off the double header, triple header. Had the Oilers game Friday night against the Flames. Went to the Bears football game Saturday. Went to the Oil Kings game uh, Sunday. It's that sort of thing that makes me father of the year material. This is Oilers Now. Hope you're uh, going good. And right, we're going to hook up now with our Oilers Now headliner. Brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your uh, safety training solutions. Let's do that again. Discover your training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. NHL insider John Shannon joins us right now. John, how are you? Hey, Bob. How are you? Father of the year? Yeah, yeah. I love this time of year, don't you? Uh, yeah, actually, baseball playoffs coming, hockey starting, basketball coming, starting soon. The NFL is underway. The CFL is in full force. It's tough to beat. College football as well, John. Well, I live in Ontario where, you know, University of Toronto, York, they're, they're not really dynamic programs. Nor are the Toronto Argos. Who? Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm referring to NCAA. Did, hey, how about this? Did you see? Uh, did you see the score between uh, Washington State and uh, UCLA? Because you like guys that are. Uh, Mike Leach is the head coach at Washington State. He invented. Yeah, he's with, something, man. He he's is. Something. He's the air raid offense guy. Uh, you know, a brilliant offensive mind. His quarterback threw for nine touchdown passes and 570 yards for Washington State on Saturday night. Nine touchdown passes, 570 yards, and they lost in regulation. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it's awesome. It, it's, I, I, the last five years of college football, Bob, to me, have been U.S. college football. They have been absolutely electric to the point where uh, on those Saturday nights when I wasn't really watching hockey, there were times where I was glued to watching uh, you know, whether it be the Pac-12 or uh, or the SEC. I mean, I, I love college football. And, and what's happened now, what really bothers me more than anything, is that college football in the United States and the National Football League are playing CFL football. The problem is the CFL isn't playing CFL football. 100% agree. 100% agree. You know, what happened? We, 
we had it. We, we had it by uh, we had it to ourselves. The offense first, you know. It was so much more fun. But now the Americans understand how to do it better than we do, and I don't understand that. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's uh, it's exciting stuff, and uh, it's exciting this time of the year in the National Hockey League as well. And it's, it's exciting because we found out basically a week ago, right after you got off the air, we're not going to yeah. have a lockout in the next couple of years or a work stoppage. We're going to play. Does that get me a dinner at Roost, Chris? I think I bet you on that. Uh, well, it gets you dinner at Roost, Chris. We can talk oh, to Brendan Connolly. <laughs> As Jack Michaels would tell you, I only ever really uh, pay with Roost, Chris. So, uh-huh. and okay. uh, and Japanese Village. So, you, you're, they're both downtown. They're both great locations, and I know some guys there, so we can. Well, uh, yeah. Brendan's a good man. So, yes, he is. So, uh, anyhow, uh, let's start there. Are, are these now that they've the PA? So basically, give me the the Coles nose version of what the PA they they elected to not. How would you phrase what they elected to do? Well, they elect elected to not to opt out of the current agreement, which would put a a clock on negotiating a new agreement in, in 365 days. Uh, now we have three years to find a way to get the resolution of any disagreement between the union and the players. So what it does do is it puts Seattle on the ice at the time that they were supposed to be on the ice in October. Uh, and we have uh, some semblance of labor peace in the National Hockey League for three more seasons. While the PA and the league, and apparently they talk a lot more these days than most people realize, uh, iron out their differences and and how to approach the next collective bargaining agreement with both sides having their fingers crossed that revenues are going to grow exponentially uh, in so many ways in three years. Yeah, so it's it's a good... Now, d- is there a cool-off period or do they just keep hammering away? How does that work? Well, I mean, they, let's face it, uh, and this is Don Fear's M.O., has been in baseball and in hockey. Don Fear works best with deadlines. Um, now his deadline isn't next year, it's three years from now. So they, they have plenty of time to work it out, but also probably puts in good stead uh, the opportunity for a World Cup of Hockey in 2021 uh, and perhaps uh, the discussion uh, by, because the uh, whether it happens or not, whether the NHLers go back to the Olympics in 2022 in Beijing, which this collective bargaining agreement now uh, expires after that fact. All right, so, all right, so for another Roos Chris dinner, yeah, are we going to be at the Olympics in twenty twenty two? My heart would say yes, but my head says no. Why? I don't. I still because I, I, again, un, until there becomes a point where it is a revenue generating event for the NHL and for the NHLPA, then. Uh, I don't. Th- I just don't think it makes any sense. The World Cup is going to generate revenue, as the last one did, forty million dollars. So, if if if, they, if there can be a justification, uh, particularly on the owner side, that they're going to get treated well by the IOC and the IIHF, and there's going to be some money coming out of it, then there's a chance it occurs. But right now, I don't hear of any opportunities from the from the Federation or from the IOC that they're prepared to pay. They're going to help with the insurance costs. They're going to help with transportation and logistics. But I don't hear anything that's going to help the bottom line, and I think that's most important for for Mr. Bettman. Uh, is there a possibility Edmonton could get games in the World Cup of Hockey? 
Uh, That's a good question. I'm not sure that they want to go back to the single venue. The only thing I would say is that the single venue was really important about uh, was technology. Uh, You know, the rink board uh, was all virtual. Uh, And so they were able to, because it was a single venue at at that then Air Canada Centre, they were able then to sell the rink boards by country. So the rink boards you saw in Finland were different than the rink boards you saw in Sweden uh, and obviously the rink boards you saw, the different rink boards you saw in North America. Um, if they do multiple arenas, then that technology becomes a little more challenging, not 100% more challenging, but a little more challenging. And let's face it, if you're going to go to a state-of-the-art arena, uh, what better arena than the one in Edmonton? Yeah, I think people would, I mean, I was in the building, actually, uh, John, and I, you might have even been doing this broadcast in 1981, uh, Valerie Harlamov had passed away that summer. Um, and some people thought, you know, the brakes went out on the ladder, if you know what I mean. Uh, but he'd passed away in a car crash, and I love Valerie Harlamov. And in Edmonton, we had a moment of silence in the building for him. And that was, really? yeah, and that was during the 81 Canada Cup. And there huh. were, and the, the, you could see the interpreter was explaining to the Russian players what was going on. And, there, I mean, there were several Russian players that were visibly upset, and it made me wonder whether or not they, you know, because there's always been widespread, you know, it, was it an accident, was it not an accident, was he going to defect? Because, as you know, he was such, uh, what, what was your first, just, uh, we, we had Wayne Gretzky and uh, uh, Brent Sutter on to talk about 87 on, on Friday's show. Did you, yeah. did you work those broadcasts at Cops in 87? No, uh, the first Canada Cup I worked was 1984. Uh, and by 87, I was heavily involved in Canadian football, so I didn't work that Canada Cup. Okay. John Shannon joining us right now. John, uh, we have another RFA signed, Brayden Point. Are you surprised? Yeah. How quickly was uh, Well, no, out? I mean, I, I, this is all going to happen. I think this is all happening in the timely fashion that a lot of people thought it would be. And, and what we're seeing now uh, is the reinvention, for the most part, of the bridge contract. Uh, and, and people, you know, holding their breath for three years that, A, the revenues are going up, as we talked about with the CBA, uh, and on the other side, the players thinking that they can stay healthy enough that they're, gonna, they're going to make uh, a, a big number in year four. They, 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 you know, that's interesting. You talk about points contract being a three-year deal. Well, the reality is it's basically a four-year deal when you think about it because uh, what's going to have to happen is that Tampa Bay, if, in order to keep him, is going to have to offer him a raise on that last year of $9 million. So he's basically guaranteed himself four good years and the last two years at least nine and close to $10 million in year four. Yeah. So there pretty, you pretty go. Good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good. Um, how much concern do you think there's in Winnipeg right now, John? Well, I think there's been concern from the beginning. I don't think it's I don't think it's now that's the concern. I think that the, as soon as it got to July the second, um, you know, I, I think that Kevin Dayoff has been concerned. Both Connor and Line are valuable members of this team. I, I'm in many ways, I'm a little bit surprised. And then you, you attack the Bufflin stuff on top of it. Um, you know, I, I'm I, I am a little surprised that perhaps we haven't seen one of the players moved for a big package. Uh, and, and and when I say one of the players, I, I'm almost surprised we haven't seen line A moved. Yeah. Um, somehow, some way, 
that uh, Kevin, who's done a magnificent job of building that team, uh, finds a way to get enough assets to keep this team relevant for the next three or four years, whether it be with young players, you know, in their in their entry level deals and with draft picks. Um, but this is a tough one, and now that everybody else is signing, how much more pressure is on that organization? When you consider that Connor is going to demand that that type of money, I mean, would you pay Connor the same amount you play Point? No. Or Besser? Or Besser? No. You wouldn't pay. You wouldn't maybe pay be- Besser Besser numbers. Well, I wouldn't structure. So that, that's I, almost six. That's almost six million dollars. I would. Yeah. I. You know what? I wouldn't. I would. I would for Besser. The. I wouldn't structure the deal the same way the Point deal is on the nine million. Right, it's obvious where points going to be going. Right, coming out of that yep. deal, and it was next. Yep. So I would not go. I'd not structure the deal the same way. Uh, to me, Connor is a six million dollar player. But if I was the Jets, I'd try to get him on a seven year term. Well, I mean, it, obviously that uh, the the agent that the player feel differently than w- where the number is for yes. Olympic. Uh, and to me, what it reeks now of is that they're, they're going to have to both. The only way they're both going to get what they need is if they go short term. Right, so gonna, gonna, you know, yeah, and I and I and, and I mean, there's risk on both sides. There's risk on both sides. At, at, but what it means is, that, you know, you're playing for now, and you're playing for for the, you know the next three years, and you got to hope you either win a championship, or or something happens that the that the uh, the economics of hockey allow you to pay that much more money for the player, and that's holding your breath, man. That is holding your breath, crossing your fingers and your toes that the business changes. And I'm not sure it will change enough, particularly for a small market like Winnipeg. We are joined by John Shannon, NHL insider. He is our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. And a reminder, and John's already mentioned it, guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers Now sent you. Yeah, I had a lot of empathy for the position that Winnipeg's in. I think yep. they've done a good job. I think they grind as an organization. Uh, I, obviously, they've drafted well, and uh, some a little bit of victim of success here for a couple of those guys. Uh, and conversely, the Dustin Bufflin situation—that's uh, a tricky one for any organization to deal with. It is, and, and, and I mean, what you really—you know—the best thing that the Jets can do is go by the letter of the law of, of collective bargaining. So they have to suspend them at the same time. Uh, you want him back, and you have to let Dustin do it on his own timetable, um, and 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 then just say, listen, Dustin, whatever, whatever, and this is this is good management, and this is not just hockey management. This is good management. If you have a, a you know someone in your organization in business or in sports that you think that you you know you you want to keep, you just have to manage them and make it look that that you're fully supportive and of, of what their decision is, one way or the other. Um, this is a tough spot the Jets have been put in with Dustin Bufflin, and I can only hope, A, that Bufflin makes the decision that it is personally satisfying for him and that the Jets, obviously, they don't get the cap hit, which is a nice thing for them at this point, but the Jets aren't left high and dry all the way through in so many ways because they've, they have done a really good job of treating their athletes so well. All right, I'm going to ask you a question about Anton Bertasov. The Edmonton Oilers are at 48 contracts, and Bertasov came in late into camp. Uh, he had an impressive first game. I think he surprised some people with his quickness. We all knew he could shoot the puck. He's a bigger body. 
48 yeah. contracts. This is not going to be – I mean, if he has another strong game here in the preseason, I would suggest if he puts two strong games together – might be a sign that there might be something there. There's some we got we're getting some feedback on our Heartland Ford text line. There's some fans that already like this guy. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. but the orders are at 48 contracts, and this guy still hasn't proved that he can play in North America yet. How would you handle this situation? Oh, well, that, that's why Kenny's got the big contract, and I don't. Um, but what you know, I, I mean, I, I I think this all goes to the gut and feel and the, and being logical. Uh, the way Holland has always appeared to be logical in his time in Detroit. Um, if there's something there, uh, I, I actually, you know, I mean, people are going to jump on me, but I actually think they try to find a way to get him to Bakersfield for a while. Yeah. You know, get him to learn. I mean, the big, what, what's the biggest difference between, you know, playing in the KHL in North America? That's playing on 200 by 100 versus 200 by 85. Right. I don't think you can do that with seven practices in three games. I think it's going to take time, and I do think that they, you know, if they, they believe in him, they sign him to a two-way contract, assign him to uh, Bakersfield, uh, and go from there and, and see what happens. And then at a certain point, you know, let those guys and what Kenny talks about, Bobby talked about it a million times, let players ripen and find a way to get them in, oriented to North America and then bring them up. They're not, you know, him, him being on the roster on October the 3rd is not – that important him being a contributing factor to the oilers after christmas is i'm gonna leave you with this were you involved in the nhl network at any part what was that sorry were you involved at any stage with the nhl network john yes i ran it why i know that all right so (laughs) they revealed their top 50 players i was waiting for this okay yeah how do they have how, let me ask you this. How do they have John Tavares 11th, Mitch Marner 12th, Austin Matthews 13th? None of those guys have scored 50 goals or 100 points in NHL season. Leon Dreisaitl 16th, okay? How do they have three Maple Leaf players ahead of Leon Dreisaitl at 16? And how do they have the league MVP from a year ago, Taylor Hall, 41st? I'm totally perplexed by it. Uh, the Taylor Hall one might be low, but I think there's lots of people wanting to know how healthy Hall will be this year. And obviously, everybody's saying the right things and saying he's healthy. So, um, and you, and as you know, Bob, I have never been as a big proponent of Taylor Hall as you have. Right. Um, the, the other question for me is if you if you were to make a one for one trade, Drysaddle for Matthews, would you do it? Drysaddle for Marner, would you do it? Dry sidle for Tavares, would you do it? And then you have your answer. Um, and and to me, the only, there's only one guy I would go and make the trade for Dry sidle, and that would be Austin Matthews. The other two guys, Austin Matthews, is going to be a force for a long time. And he, in many ways, as as Leon is, he's a big body. He doesn't use and he doesn't. He shoots as well as Leon. So just, just to set the record style. straight, you would not if you would if you're the orders, you would not trade Dry Settle for either Marner or Tavares. Correct. All right. Nor would I. I'd have to. But, Matthews but, but, is. But I would. I would for Matthews. Yeah. And well, Matthew. That said, Dry Settle. You know, and Matthews hasn't stayed healthy. I think. I think Matthews is completely capable of being the best American player in the world in three or four years from now. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. I, so I so what you're saying is you think Drysaddle should have been ranked ahead of both Marner and Tavares? 
I think that that's fair. And okay. I, you know, right. and, and as a guy who lives in Toronto, and I know you got to go, but a guy who lives in Toronto, that's the disadvantage of games that start at 9 Eastern time yeah. or 9.30 Eastern time. There are times that people forget that Leon Dreisaitl had 50 goals. It also tells you the, 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 the lack of um, accent people have on 50 goals anymore. And that's something that... Uh, because it's the, so easy to do. I know, but it, but it, it's not near the fact. But it's not near the factor as it used to be, Bob. When you and I were kids, a fifty-goal scorer was was on a pedestal so high you couldn't see him through the clouds. It's not the case anymore. Well, I'd say it's way harder today than ever before. Like than it's been since the, you know, since the early late sixties, oh, early seventies. Uh, no, I'm not talking about the difficulty of doing it. I'm talking about the respect for doing okay. it. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I think there's a difference there. John, uh, your perspective in terms of how you would equate Drysaddle versus the uh, Maple Leaf players, there's entirely too much reason and logic in that for me to disagree. Great appearance. You know, reason and, re- reason and logic, you know, keeps me employed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the sarcasm. Thanks, John. See you later. <laughs> All right, NHL insider John Shannon, 12.54 at Edmonton. will step out for two minutes. This is Oilers now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 12.57 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. I want to tell you, we've got a couple road trips coming up. We've sold the New York trip out. Looking forward to seeing everybody at our event on Wednesday night, our uh, departure event, and then in New York City uh, the second week of October. But you can join us in the second half of the season in Chicago to see the Oilers and the Hawks in a great U.S. city or down in Tampa Bay. Uh, the Tampa Bay trip includes a five-night Caribbean cruise. Packages include lower bowl game tickets. We'll have welcomes receptions with yours truly. We've had some great guests over the years. For the Oilers now, Chicago and Tampa Bay roadies, call New West Travel 780-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. We open with Bruce Springsteen. Um... Uh, and somebody texted the show to say, Bob, you were correct. It was 1992 at the Coliseum, October 18th. There you go. Jay in Grand Prairie says, Bob, could the Oilers get Miles Wood out of New Jersey or John Gabriel Paggio out of Ottawa? Uh, Pierre Dorian loves Paggio. Good player. Real good third-line center. Excellent two-way guy. Uh, Miles Wood. I like him, too. Hard player, tough player, aggressive player. Can really skate. Don't think New Jersey's going to be moving him. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwin. When we come back in orders now, Jason Ferris, longtime NHL executive, he's got a uh, new book coming out, and we'll chat about that when we get back. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.